everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Okay, so we are back in the swing of things with this episode. I just got home a couple of days ago, actually. I don't think it's been a full week. No, you got no, back on Wednesday. Yes, so yeah. Um, and I was home in Florida for two weeks. I was checking up on our house and seeing family. And I picked up my little one because he, um, if you listened to a couple episodes ago, he went on a summer vacation to Canada and had the time of his life. And my in-laws were pretty cool. They brought me back a refrigerator magnet. I left them at the house. Sorry. Okay. I didn't bring them through. I didn't think about it. I think I was, I thought I was doing good leaving them there. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to, but some of them are really cool. I got one for Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and New Jersey, New York. Like, like all the states lit- they hit? Yes. Um, Canada. Of course. Yes. It's a moose. Oh. that was a, it's like an actual moose. And then it says Canada in the middle, like on its belly. And then its arm and legs like dangle. That's hilarious. I love it. It was, yeah, it was, I was, that was pretty cool of them. That was like, they know that's my thing. Mm -hmm. Like even you, like when Crystal and Tyler went to like England and Paris and all that, they bought me, that's like my thing. I have my fridge. I'm going to need like three fridges. She's going to have like the entire country. I think I like, I think I almost have all the states. Yeah. And then you guys brought me some. I need to need a list of all your states that will, like, if I ever go to any, I can just grab one and bring it back. Well, I know you guys got me one for London specifically. I, I think. got you one from London and I got you one, one from, from Paris. Paris. Now, they don't say London and Paris, but they're from I know. There. For, I know. So, like, if anybody comes over and they're like, where's this from? I'll be able to tell you. Yeah. And oh, I got you one from Oregon. That's true. Did I get yes, you one you from did. Washington? It's the rainbow one. Yeah. I think just the Oregon one. I don't know. Anyway. And I already have one for Germany and Dubai and those places for yeah. the Zach. And then we went to the Bahamas on our cruise. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to have like, I need three fridges. Mm-hmm. But I was well, cool. Well, wait, do you have a Louisiana one? Yeah, like five. Oh, because I just say. I was I like, like five because I grew up here as a kid mm-hmm. some summers. And then. You have a Texas one? Yes. Okay. I, well, I don't think I have one that says Texas, actually. I have one that says San Antonio. That's from Texas. I count that. So, yeah. Like, that. some I don't have the state. I have, like, a specific yeah. city. But I have, like, five million Florida ones. Because, like, when we were leaving, mm-hmm. when we left home, like, we're moving away from home. We bought, like, 40 in the airport because we were sad and depressed about uh-huh. leaving home. So I have like an unnecessary. I still think I'm gonna we're gonna make a list, and then I'm just always gonna find you magnets of the rest of the states. Yeah, you like need. California I have one for San Francisco. That I have, counts. I had the golden. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, when we were in San Francisco airport, which still terrifies me to this day. <laughs> but moving on, I enjoyed my trip home. It was nice. Um, but yeah, we kind of were trying to get ahead, and we record some episodes and now we're in the studio again together and running a little late too so if you're hearing this episode it was recorded on sunday and being put up late because life it's okay like crystal has a lot coming up and then just life and schedules and yeah it's been crazy lately and if you hear a lot of jingling there's a cat climbing up my chest right now our zoo's here so (laughs) But we have a couple of things planned for the next couple of months. Um, they're going to be a little interesting 
and keep you guys entertained. We want to make sure there is a mix of serious and fun. I feel like me and Crystal do a good job at, of doing that because we sit down and plan out like two, three months in advance. Well, we try to. Sometimes we I, really need to do that today. Yes, we're we do. Up. We do. But we really try. We, you know, we know we have our schedule where it's the big, big true crime the first week, mm-hmm. and then the, the two middle weeks are normally like a folklore, paranormal, conspiracy, conspiracy, creepy stuff. And then the last week of the month is Local. either yeah, either Shreveport or Florida. So we try to. So it's just not like you're getting like bombarded with a bunch of serious stuff. So. You get two weeks of serious, two weeks of fun. Two weeks of serious, two weeks of fun. Yes, we know that you guys like to listen to us, and that's totally awesome. But we know you need a break sometimes from all the death and murder because it can be overwhelming. And trust me, it's overwhelming for Crystal and I having to do the research. I just hate reading about people dying. Yes, but... Or people being missing, or... It's good to get it out there, though. So it sucks, but then it's also good at the same time. But at the same time, I can't promise that we don't have some rough episodes planned because, well, this this episode that you're listening to now. This one's sad. And then I know next month we have some pretty interesting ones already planned and on the calendar. Um, if you don't like hearing about those kinds of things, you know, like we try to do a little trigger warning for you guys at the beginning of each episode or before Crystal talks about something rather extremely graphic she'll do like a little trigger warning so you can skip ahead you know five minutes or just you know maybe this episode is not for you today and you can go on to last week's or another episode you haven't listened to so we're just going to go ahead and give you that warning now if you're not feeling that vibe today and you want funny just skip to another one yeah just scroll or wait till next week okay yeah um But other than that, stick around, and I'm going to hand it on over to Crystal. Okay, friends. So this week, we are actually headed to Pennsylvania for the first time, I think. I don't think I've talked about Pennsylvania at all. We've talked about up north, but I don't think we've talked about Pennsylvania. I think we've talked about Vermont and, like, Connecticut, Connecticut, maybe. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think we have either. We okay, have. I wrote it and I was like, I'm pretty sure we haven't, but I want to make sure. Um, so this place in this place that we're going to talk about is actually about an hour away from where my in-laws live. Um, Tyler and I went there a lot. Um, I was about to ask if you like went there. Yeah, okay. like we've been there a lot. Um, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, and it's in Lancaster is where we're talking about. Um, it's near York. If anyone knows where York, Pennsylvania is, it is like Amish hotspot. Like it's so mm. many cool Amish things. Amish. Mm. Um, Did not know that. What are they called? Like farmers markets and furniture places and just so it's very like rural and like, very rural. Okay. Um, okay. Countryside. Yeah. So Matt, when I tell you the story, I'm not talking about like a city. City. I'm talking about a very rural place. Because okay, when I think of Pennsylvania, I think like, well, I think Philly. But like, so like this is how I. This is just my personal part, like opinion of. Philly, not Philly, of Pennsylvania, and people can roast me for this, but this is how I think about it, okay? You have the state, it's like a rectangle. Mm-hmm. So, on the far right 
you have Philly, which is basically New Jersey. Like, they're like, mm. you cross the river, you're in New Jersey. Yeah. So that's a big city. Then you have, like, on the outskirts, you start having, like, the suburbs. And you got, like, King of Prussia, where the really big, ginormous mall is in King of Prussia. It's like the Galleria, basically. In Dallas, it's just a huge mall. Mm. Um, and then in the center of the state, you have the state capital, which is Harrisburg, which is like 15, 20 minutes, I guess, we're from where we're talking about. Would have failed that question. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yes. Um, and then Harrisburg is about 30, 40, 40 minutes away from where Tyler's family lives, which is in Carlisle, which is still pretty central. And then on the far left, you have Pittsburgh. Um, and then up north, you get closer to, like, the Adirondacks and more, like, mountainy stuff. Um, where Tyler lives, the um, Appalachian Mountains run, like, right through, and there's, like, a trail oh, that runs right through it. Um, there's a lot of mountains that you have to drive over. Um, it's a pretty mountainous area. There's a lot of um, rivers uh, around this area. But Side note, mm-hmm. I have pictures for you. I forgot I never showed them to you. Joe went to Stephen King's house. No, he didn't. I don't know if not. I told you that. Yes. Yes, when they were going through Maine, um, he took a picture well, in front of him. Was it Bangor? Is that where he... What? No. Is it Bangor? I can't remember I feel this. like it is I'm Bangor. I'm so bad with names. I just know it's Maine. I want to go to Maine um, so bad. Him and my nephew took a picture outside of the gates. Uh-huh. It's like... A, spider with spider webs it's totally awesome oh my god and then they went to the cemetery that's in the same town that inspired him to write pet cemetery and took a picture in the cemetery i keep forgetting they are like yeah. living their best oh, life he had so much fun and yeah i keep forgetting i need to send you those he's pictures. living his best life um but that's kind of the area we're in it's very amish um actually a girl that i work with cassidy that um is the actress she did a, um, there's actually a, um, theater, I guess you could, I guess it, I mean, it really is a theater, um, there in the actual town we're talking about, which is called Bird in Hand. I think it's the cutest little That's name. That's cool. Um, so she's actually back again, because she did one contract, and she's there again right now for her second contract, and they have like a, it's like a, I think it's like a Christian-based theater, but they just do productions, and, um. You get hired on to do them, and she's hired nice. to be there. Um, but that's actually where this is taking place, where she is right now, and Cassidy listens. So when she listens to this episode, I'm probably going to get a text message, so I'm that's not even going to tell cool. her anything. <laughs> I've never even said anything to her. That's so. cool. Um, hi, Cassidy. Um, so we're actually going to be talking about a girl named Linda Stoltzfus. I'm pretty sure that's how you say her name, only because I looked it up. And listen to, like, press things of how they said her name. That's how I would pronounce it, Um, so. These Dutch, uh, I I think they're Dutch. I'm assuming they're Dutch-German names are very hard for me to pronounce. Um, So I'm trying. I'm learning. It does look like, it looks like either Dutch. I was also going to say Jewish. Well, she's Amish. But, yeah, but I mean, that's Uh. what it looks like to me. But it's probably Dutch. It's probably Dutch. So, Stoltzfus is not pretty sure how I say it. If it's incorrect, please let me know someone. But she was an 18-year-old girl who was kidnapped and murdered in June of 2020. So pretty recently. Okay. This was not very long ago. And I actually quite remember 
like pretty well when this was first reported when she went missing because I still like follow a lot of the news stations and have them like like their new stuff comes up on like my Facebook feed and stuff um so I remember thinking it was kind of crazy um well let's get into the Pacific the Pacifics oh my gosh <laughs> In a Pacific. the specifics of this so on Sunday, June the 21st, Linda was walking home from church after their, like, first service they had that mm-hmm. morning. And she and her family were a really active part in the Burden Hand Amish community. And they actually lived really close to the church. When you put it in Google Maps, they live exactly two miles from their church. And... Um, Walking home, she would have really only had to make one turn, and then she would like walk a mile to her, like walk a mile, turn left, and walk a mile, and then she would be at her so house. So she went to church by herself. No, she was just like I think her family had already left, or her family was still at the church. She had walked back home, and I'll okay. explain it why. Okay, okay. Um, so. <laughs> Callie is biting the crap out of me. Hold on. Ma'am, we were playing, but that got too much. I promise. Mm-hmm. Our, our house is really ours. Now I have like yes, she marks does that to me all the time. Well, there's always some kind of animal on our episode or like, anyways. Anyway, now that Callie went kind of crazy, um, she, like I said, she was only about two miles from her house and she... Her family was a pretty big family. She was the oldest of eight children. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, she was 18. So, you can imagine the rest of them were probably pretty, pretty young. young. Yeah. Um, she was a active, t- like, tutor and loved to tutor some of the students who had, like, learning disabilities Aww. in their community. So, anybody that needed extra help or anybody that was kind of falling behind or anything like that, she would help tutor them. Um, kind of seemed like she maybe wanted to be a teacher or something. Hmm. So... Um, on this particular Sunday, though, her and a friend that she had named Lillian were helping out in the kitchen after church. Okay. They were, like, cleaning up the dishes and all kinds of stuff and just, you know, kind of cleaning up and yeah, doing their share. Well, Linda had mentioned to Lillian that she was going to head home because she wanted to pick up a dessert that she had made for the youth group. And she wanted to change clothes before the youth group that they had that night. So, like, I guess a bunch of the kids got together and she had made something and wanted to change clothes. Because I'll explain it later, but it kind of seems to me that they had, um, and I'm not very familiar with, like, Amish tradition, but it seems to me like there was like certain clothing that they wear specifically to church and then you have clothing that you wear um, outside of church or doing other activities. Like the clothing that you wear to church was like, I don't want to, I don't necessarily know if the correct word is sacred, but like it was reserved. Makes sense. Like, I guess like, you know how a lot of people do that for church. They have church outfits. Yeah. Like, you know how like growing up you had your church clothes and like you weren't allowed to get your church clothes dirty. I'm associating it with that same kind of thing, but maybe a little bit more important. Like, not as not in the way that, like, our parents said, don't get your church clothes dirty because, like, they are usually fancier clothes. But, like, this was church clothes that had a little bit more meaning. Like, like oh, yeah. you wore what you wore because you were worshiping God in that. 
moment. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, Lillian said that she watched her head out, and um, before she headed out, she, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even speak today. Linda took off her shoes and tied up her, took off her shoes, took off her stockings and kind of tied her stockings into a knot and started walking back home barefoot. And according to her friends and family, this was something she always did. She loved walking barefoot places, especially when she was walking home. Um, I can agree with her because I am a walking barefoot person. I would be that weirdo that like went to the grocery store barefoot, like, if I could, like, if that was socially acceptable, I just prefer to be barefoot. I think that's from growing up outside Mm -hmm. because, like, my grandparents, I remember, have a gravel driveway, and it Mm -hmm. used to freak people out when they came over, and I could, like, run down their gravel driveway and be perfectly fine. And I'm like, it just doesn't hurt me. I was so used to it. So this is probably how she was, too. Well, she was washed, as she was walking back home, she was probably about five minutes from her house. And I'm saying five minutes because the when I tracked the location from her church to her house, it was a 20-minute walk. I mean, it's two miles. Two miles. So, so it was a 20-minute walk. She was probably used to it. I mean, she was probably a little bit faster than that. So she was like a mile and a half in. Yeah. So she's about five minutes from her house when 35-year-old Justo Smoker drove up behind her, and managed to force her into his car. I mean, the name just, like, (laughs) screwing. I'm sorry. That's very judgmental, but... Linda never had a phone, so it's not like she could, like, text anybody. They're Amish. (laughs) I to say they're Amish. (laughs) So she never had a phone, um, but she never ended up showing up for youth group that night. And her parents obviously got worried when she didn't come home that night. Her friends got worried when she didn't show up for youth group. And her parents immediately started looking for her. And they called the police. And the next day, the police started investigating. And there started being like a volunteer manhunt. Not manhunt. That's not the right word. Like search, basically. I guess that's very ignorant of me because... I guess I just assumed Amish people like handle their own things. I didn't know they like. I think yeah, it depends. I, I think I it depends. Know. I mean, I'll be honest. I learned a lot about Amish people that I didn't know when I lived there. Um, like I didn't know that some Amish people. I, I know it depends on the people in the community, and a lot of people have different roles. And yeah. some people are a lot more like old world Amish, and some people are definitely more modern. Um, I did know that I encountered some Amish people who had cell phones and used computers, but only at work. Like, for a business that they ran, like, they ran their business, because they had to pay taxes and all that kind of stuff. So, they ran their business with computers and cell phones and technology, but at home, they don't. And there's a lot of, like, Amish people... I would have like solar powered lights on their on their carriages or like brake lights on their carriages so that they could drive safer at night because that was terrifying the first time that we got stopped I was with Tyler's parents it was just me me like the us three in the car and a car had hit a mom and two kids in a carriage mm-hmm. and like the carriage was like tumbled yeah. over and, like, it was it was pitch black at night, too, yeah. and it's terrifying. So, I think a lot of them have adapted to, like, for, like, safety reasons. But there are some Amish who do have cell phones and stuff. It's, it's just weird. It's funny that we're talking about Amish people today because we have some in the area in Crestview. Mm-hmm. And when I was home this time, 
Papa had two barns built, mm-hmm. like, in the pasture because he wants it to be, like, an area for us to, like, hold parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's covered. Yeah, you tell me. Yeah. And um, the people that built it were ex-Amish. Mm-hmm. And he said it was amazing mm-hmm. because I don't know if a lot of people knows about Amish people. When they're building houses or barns or anything, they build it, like, I don't know how to describe it, on the ground. But not on the yeah, ground. Yeah, barn raising. Yeah, and then they raise They raise the thing, yeah. And, like, Papa thought that was the coolest thing he's ever seen because mm-hmm. they built the barn, and then they just took these ropes and stuff and, like, pulled it, pulled it up. Yeah, it's and, really cool. And, yeah, they're not Amish any. He's not Amish anymore. Mm-hmm. His family still is. Mm-hmm. But he does this now because he liked the Amish lifestyle, but he just wanted a little bit more to have his own construction company, and it was mm-hmm. hard to have a construction company. And be Amish. Yeah. So he's like, I guess, have. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot. I've seen a lot of people on TikTok who, um, always talking about TikTok, I know. I know. Who um, have married men who were Amish and, like, they're just. Dude, I used to love that show that was on. Uh, <laughs> what was it? I, I don't, don't like a lot of reality TV <laughs> show. Was that on TLC? It probably was. I forget what it's called now. I don't want to be disrespectful, but where know. they're teenagers and they're allowed to have yeah, their rumspringa. Yes, mm-hmm. it was that. And yeah, they would go and yeah. I mean, I, I I will say like I learned a lot of like the stereotypes that I had against Amish people were not factual because like I would stop in the mornings because I used to work in a city called Mechanicsburg, which is like right outside of Carlisle. Mm-hmm. And there would be several, um, like, early in the mornings on the path that I would, like, the road that I would take, there would be a couple of, um, like, little Amish farm stands and stuff. And so if I woke up early enough, I'd stop and, like, maybe get some fruit or whatever on my way into work. And they're always so sweet. Mm -hmm. Always so nice. Um, The markets are really cute. I just... I don't know. I really like the area. So it, it was different seeing how people are. And like on TikTok, they're, some people's families are incredibly strict. And like if once you leave, like they'll like excommunicate you or back. disown you. Yeah. But a lot of people have kind of moved past that and they still see their family and they'll still participate. And like one girl said that like his family will come over to their house and they're always like so amazed with like the stuff that they have and they think it's really cool but like they just don't have it and when they come to see them you know they'll you know yeah be a part of their family but it's just not them when they go home and i was like that's really cool different strokes for different folks yeah 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 so i just think it's really cool it's not i guess what i'm trying to say is this is not like the amish that you think the stereotype you may hold Anyway, so that's why her parents kind of freaked out. They didn't know where they where she was. People started looking for her. And from the start, investigators knew that she was taken. Like, they were pretty sure. They talked to several of her friends and family, and they all told her family that they were ha- she was happy with her lifestyle. It wasn't like she was trying to run away from being Amish. It was a troubled teen No, she wasn't any of that. She had no reason to run away. Um... From the start, though, guys, their neighbors and her friends, like, and people she didn't even know, this community came through for her. Um, Hundreds of people were searching the areas after she went missing. And eight days after she went missing, police spoke with a couple who were also Amish and were walking down the road where Linda went missing. 
As they were walking, a red sedan car passed them with a visibly Amish girl in the passenger seat. So they were Amish, so they knew who she they knew she was Amish by looking at her. And the wife was incredibly worried because she immediately noticed that the way the girl was acting and the way she looked, something was wrong. She noticed that first she was wearing a black head covering. And this was something that this area, the Amish people in this area didn't do. They don't wear black head covering. So it was very weird for her that she was wearing a black head covering. Mm. It was also weird to her that she was wearing what appeared to be her church clothes. Because you never wore your church clothes, if especially if you were riding in a car. Like you just did not wear them. Like you wore your church clothes to church, that's it. You did not wear them in anything else. So the two of that was weird. In addition... In their tradition, in addition, their tradition is kind of like when you see someone, kind of like down here in the south, if you're driving, you see someone on the side of the road or you're passing them in the car, you kind of put your hand up and wave. Yeah. Same thing there. And when this girl didn't wave back to her at all, when she knew they were both Amish, she said that was also a trigger for her, that something was incredibly wrong. Uh, same day, another man was traveling by carriage and he saw a red car with a girl wearing white with a black head covering. And he also immediately knew this was weird for the same reasons. Because she shouldn't be wearing her white church clothing in a car. And he also knew that women in this area didn't wear black head coverings. So this was automatic, like, something dropped yeah. for him. Like, he just knew. Now, the day before Linda went missing, two girls named Lydia and Rebecca told police that a man in a red car passed by them really slow, stopped in the road in the wrong lane with flashers on, and stayed there at a stop sign for several minutes before leaving. And a man in a carriage actually saw this from like, so like if, like, if they were on this road and he was at the stop sign, another man saw this in another carriage along the road that he stopped at and also thought it was weird. Dude's a creeper. Yeah. Now, that's the same day, another girl named Katie was walking down the side of a road when a man in a red car passed by her four times driving really slow. So this obviously creeped her out, and so she kind of just hit like just kind of ran for a barn that was kind of off the side of the road and hid there um, so that he couldn't see her. And she saw him from the, like from the barn, she was able to see him drive past the barn and park the car in a field just north of her. And he just stayed there. She didn't know if he got out of the, didn't see if he got out of the car, but he just stayed there in the field for several minutes before he eventually left. And this freaked her out so naturally naturally and I do want to say when I'm talking about rural I'm having a really hard time like I want to make sure y'all understand what this is like these are like (sighs) country roads like very fields like not like I don't want you to think of like if you're driving somewhere and you see like big tall corn stalks it's not like that they're like prairie fields almost just like long flat Mm -hmm fields lots of like white and colorful um, barn houses that are for the most part pretty close to the street like where Linda lived 
her house was maybe like 15 yards from the street. Like, it's pretty close to the street. It's not like a really set back in the middle of nowhere, like, house. It's pretty close to the street. And a lot of these houses and barns are. They're closer to the street. So, no one really knew where Linda went. They just knew she went missing. Everyone was searching for her. No one could find anything. It was almost like she just completely disappeared off the face of the earth. Now, in early July, one neighbor named Isaac told police that he saw a red sedan being suspicious around the area around 1230 in the afternoon, which is right around the time she went missing. According to him, the car came from the direction of the church, made a turn down a side road, turned around on that side road, paused, and then passed right in front of his house and headed back to the church again. Both times, he, when he saw the car, he only saw one person inside of the car. It was the driver. He was also able to give police a description of their suspect. Isaac described the driver as being a white or Hispanic male with dark hair and darker skin. Police knew right away that they had to investigate this lead. Even if it was a red herring, they had to go down this path. They were able to get security footage from a house right up the street from her house. So, like, really close to her house. And they send this footage to the FBI computer forensics lab where they were able to actually slow down the footage and clean it up so that they could, like, see the car better. And I was like, this was, like, really, like, some CSI kind of stuff. Like, remember the episodes where you would take, like, a super grainy picture and, like, next thing you know. The license plate is. And it's, like, yeah, or, like, the license plate would be sideways and they would do something and and flip flip it. It It was always so weird, and that's what this reminded Mm -hmm. me of. Um, So I'm not sure what they did, but they were able to be able to see that the driver's window was rolled down. And that the car was a 2005 to 2010 red Kia Rio. And that it had a rear spoiler and stickers on the trunk. So they got pretty detailed. Uh, I'm not 100% sure how they were able to get the license plate number. But from this video, in the same day, the police were able to search... This license plate number, I guess. Probably DMV records. Well, I just didn't know how, like... They narrowed it down. They narrowed it down, like, they that brought, far. I, they had to... Well, they probably... Well, they knew it was between 2005 and 2010, so yeah. they put that They in, probably just put, like, as color, much... Yeah. The type, and yeah. then a description of the person. Yeah. They probably did a lot of stuff. Well, they found out that it belonged... To Justin Justo Smoker, um, and that he had a 2007 red Kia Rio. So everything came together. Now, on July 8th, so this is about three weeks after she went missing, police visited Justo's place of work and found the car that they saw in the video. That's such a random last name. Justo Smoker? Yeah, Smoker. That's so. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. You'll find out why he has it in a second. Okay. They wanted to sort of play the long game, I guess, and they ended up staking out the car rather than, like, confronting him at work. And they ended up just following him around after he got off. And they followed him to his house 
and just because they wanted to confirm that they had the right address like that this was the right person he didn't sell the car the address they had on file is the address that he showed up to so the following day they went back to his house and spoke to him about linda and his connection to her he denied that he knew her and that he had anything to do with her disappearance just flat out didn't know her now Justo Smoker was originally born in Costa Rica. Okay. So he spent most of his childhood in an orphanage with his siblings where he was abused both physically and sexually. Okay. So really bad childhood. His parents were completely MIA. I believe it said that they were alcoholics, and it's just really bad. So they were just like taken from Yeah. Him. And well, his mother died when they were when he was younger, and he ended up having to resort to stealing and like stealing food and stealing items so that he could sell it to make money to feed his younger siblings because he was the oldest. Oh, okay, that is sad. It's very sad. Well, after the death of his mother, he ended up being adopted, him and his siblings, all three of them, ended up being adopted by a couple from Lancaster. Okay. So, they, you know, it was his, it was him, a younger brother, and a younger sister, I believe, is the order. That's awesome. So, they were all adopted. I could never separate. I could never separate siblings. I wouldn't. Look, I couldn't separate sibling cats. Do you think I could separate sibling (laughs) children? I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. My heart would not let me. They could be like, it's four. And I'd be like, like, well, well, I guess we have four. Yeah. I guess we have four. (laughs) I could not do it. My heart would not let me. Um, So he ended up going to high school. He had a 3.0 GPA through high school. Nice. Was a wrestler and made the all-star, like, varsity team or whatever in high school, playing, like, doing wrestling. But somewhere down the line, he kind of just, like, started getting into drugs and alcohol and by 21 he found himself in jail him and his brother ended up robbing a farm stand or something with a bb gun and that sounds like florida (laughs) and it ended up getting him and his brother put in jail Jeez. So, he actually was sentenced to jail in 2007, along with his brother, and his brother got out in 2016, and Justo got out in February of 2019. Hmm. So, and he had been released on parole. Okay. So, he wasn't completely free, he was at least on parole. Now, at the time that police were kind of holding on to like some pretty big info like they didn't release any of this to the press just yet or even tell justo that they knew any of this information but they had discovered more than just the car on the video in the footage that they had they could actually see a person that they think to be linda walking down the street and then a red kia pulling off the side of the road now the person in the red car walks towards where linda would have beat would like where she was and like when she went missing and it shows this person putting something black over her head and then leading her back to their car the red kia so they see all this mm-hmm. now that pretty much locked it in for them that Justo was the person who took Linda, but they still had to prove it 
like without a doubt like they had to be like the we without a doubt know this was him there's no if ands or yeah, buts you get one one you get shot. one shot yeah, yeah. you want to go ahead like that's why sometimes like you'll see like the police knew they killed it this person killed this person for like six months but like they want to make sure before they do anything because if they pull the trigger too early and you can't you, you're, try somebody twice for yeah, the same thing like it's not gonna work that's like also like when we get mad because like somebody kills 10 people but they only charge them with one, one person yeah well it's because they're waiting because yeah. if that fails i'm gonna charge you for the second and the yep. third so like i get it i get why you're being safe i would if i was i feel like if i was the parent of a child like that i'd be like yes please at least something yeah I, and i will say i without a doubt feel like the cops did the right thing like i know we we're very critical and harsh about cops a lot but i do feel like in this situation these like, people yeah. did a great job i feel okay i don't feel angry with this case yes, so far no so. like any, I, I i really feel like they really were like okay they were smart to follow yeah. him and you know um so they just wanted to know it was him and they actually ended up getting footage from a nearby Mennonite school okay and it showed the same red Kia driving by but this time with a passenger in the car that matched Linda Linda's description so now we have footage of him of her in the car with him People don't realize how hard it is to get away with stuff nowadays. Is it? There's ring yeah. ring doorbell cameras. Everybody has some kind of camera or something. Yeah. Our vehicles have cameras on them. Yeah. Like dash cams and stuff. Like the stoplights and stuff have cameras. It's hard. So, like, Which makes me feel better about myself. And I, I went on a crime. I don't know why, but I woke up, and this is just who I am, and so I apologize if this is not who you are, but I woke up at 8 o'clock this morning. I'm telling you, I mean, when I tell you I, because I had a crazy dream last night, but when I tell you I woke up at 9 or 8 or whatever time I woke up this morning and immediately grabbed my phone, like I was barely awake, grabbed my phone and typed in proven ways to stop crime. I don't know why, but that's what I typed in. Because I was like, people always talk about these things that stop crime. I was yeah. like, but what are the proven, factual ways cameras. to stop crime? I know. That and, was my and answer. And like, cr- it, cameras was not one of them. But uh, you would think it would be. What? That would be my answer. Right? But people were like, and then one of them I found was like, without like proven ways to stop it that aren't gun control. Because like gun, because they were they were in the first sentence were like, look, like, Without a doubt, like, guns contribute more to violence and crime than anything. Yeah. But if you left that out, yeah, what would be the next proven things? Which is kind of the answer I was kind of looking for because I, I wanted to know what people had tried. But I thought it was crazy that they said that we, the, where, the time that we live in now is the safest time that we've lived in for crime for, like, years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not only years. that, DNA... Yeah. I mean, think of all those crimes, like, years and mm-hmm. decades ago that they got away with it because they literally... Like, it is safer. Like, it is safer now. Like, it said that it is safer now for our children to play outside alone oh, than, yeah. than it was 30 years ago. 40 years ago. The ring door is going to be like, ding, ding, yeah. activity detected. Yes. <laughs> so, like, it is safe. And it was like some, but some of the things that it suggested was like, 
higher restrictions on alcohol. Like alcohol is like alcohol. I think it said it was Moved alcohol. In New Mexico. Alcohol was a factor in like forty percent of crime. Yes, and it gave an. You're it, not thinking. Yeah, clearly. you're not thinking clearly. Yeah. And there was like just other examples that I thought were really cool, and I was like, hmm, I never really thought about Moved it like that. In Mexico, but I promise you, I just would like to say that yes, like this case would not have been solved without people having security cameras. True. Or people just being True. aware. Multiple places. Multiple By places. By house, the school. Like, they yeah. probably could have pulled up a traffic light and yeah. probably found something. Like, that's crazy to me. Anyway, so, um, they ended up actually pulling cell phone records. Again, all of this tech in this case is, is amazing to me. Oh, my God. I forgot. Man, I'll have to ask Zach when we go downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, plot twist, we're eating dinner after this. <laughs> but uh, we were watching something, and the dude could have gotten away with it. Whatever we were watching, I'll have to ask him. But they had their cell phone. Yes. Like, there were no cameras, no mm-hmm. nothing. But they pinged their cell phone, mm-hmm. and they were at the place where mm-hmm. the crime happened. And that's what sealed the deal. Yeah. And, and the detective was able to arrest them. And I, I felt bad, because I looked at Zach, and I was like, that's an idiot right there. Uh-huh. I was like, if I'm going to kill somebody, which I totally wouldn't, mm-hmm. I've had this conversation multiple times with Crystal. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those weirdos. I don't think I would ever be in a situation <laughs> where I would kill somebody. That's just speaking from the heart. But if I were, I'm leaving my cell phone. Oh, or I'm yeah. getting a burner phone that can't be traced. You would need a phone. I say, I say you don't need a phone at all. At all. You don't need it. You don't you know what it. you're going and to like, do. And my thing is, like, if you are premeditating this, like, you need to go to the library. Yes. You need to, if you want to search anything. Not you using go, a debit card. Yeah, not using, using a debit card. Cash. If you're going to, you're not even going to give yourself a trail nope. of pulling that money out of your bank no. account. I'm not you, doing anything. Yeah, you need to have that cash in a reserve that you have months yep. in advance. Savings. You need to, if you want to look up something, you need to go to the library you want to read something in a Mm -hmm. book because you want to know something don't google that on your phone go to the library don't check out the book because it's on your account you need to go and just search it and look it up and leave it it alone yep don't make it look like you're reading the book because on camera they're going to have you reading that book you don't need like i'm putting a book inside of a book yeah you have like these people oh i'm reading harry potter (laughs) (laughs) how to kill 101 (laughs) like i mean i just i feel like some of it is just like people are stupid like why would you take your cell phone first thing i was like well there you go like they almost they literally almost got away with it but they said they were somewhere else, but their phone This pinged. has happened in this situation. Yes. So they pulled his cell phone records, and ta-da, he was in the same exact area that Linda went missing at the same time. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Now, on July 10th, Pennsylvania State Police carried out a search of 3104 Harvest Drive, which was about three miles from Linda's house. There had previously been a report of a suspicious vehicle there a few days after Linda went missing. The caller said that the man, who was a Hispanic male with facial hair, was walking around the building, kind of peering into the windows. And he actually took pictures of his car so that he could give it to the police so that he could, like, say, yeah, this is the license plate number. And this is the person who it was. So that's how they connected it. Now, during this search, they ended up finding a bra and stockings buried a few inches under the ground. 
Now, DNA was recovered from these garments and sent off to the lab. The family did identify these as Linda's due to the way that the stockings were tied because apparently she always tied her stockings in a particular way because it she almost like she kind of used it to at least the way I was understanding it like she used it to carry her shoes home so she always went barefoot like she always just tied it in a certain way like a handle yeah that's what I was thinking over the shoulder yeah so they checked these cell phone records again, and ta-da, Justo was in the same area as well. Boom, right there. Wouldn't have got me. Wouldn't have got <laughs> wouldn't me. Wouldn't have got me because I wouldn't have my no. phone on me. Now, the same day this was found, police went and spoke to Justo again to confront him with all this new evidence they had on him. They showed him several pictures of his car that they had on film, and he admitted that he was in the area but insisted that he was drinking and driving oh, good. down the back roads. And that's right. what he was doing. Okay. That's why he was going slow. Okay. All this kind of stuff. Okay. Even though there were pictures showing that he had someone else in the car with him, he insisted that he was the only person in the car and that he was the only, he drove his car. He admitted that he was driving the car, but that he was the only person in the car, despite the picture showing otherwise. Now, feeling that they had enough evidence, they finally arrested him and they charged him with his with her disappearance. The official charges were kidnapping and false imprisonment. Those were like the official charges because okay. they didn't have a body. And I'm sorry, I'm like congested so I keep sniffling. This did not mean though that anyone stopped looking for her, but it did mean that all searches for her had to be done by the police at this point. Yeah. Like, it couldn't be, since they had him in custody, it's not like they could just have a bunch of volunteers out there looking. It had to be done by the police at this point. So, at this point, it had been about three weeks since Linda had gone missing, and they did have the man they believed responsible, which I think is incredible that three weeks, so the time she went missing, the time they arrested him was a little over three weeks. That's pretty fast. Yeah, people can be gone years yeah. and decades before yeah. finding anything. And they did this in three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. I mean, granted, they don't know where she is at this point, but they at least had the guy. Have her bra, her, her stocking, and they have him. Like, to me, yeah. that is huge. So, the DA did go ahead and proceed with these charges, and they did go through with, like, the arraignment and everything, and they were going through the process of... Pretty much, I guess, getting him to trial or getting trial ready. Now, while they were waiting for all this, six months to the day, the DA decided to push even further. And I believe the DA's last name was Adams. I don't know their first name, so I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. Um, But DA Adams officially charged him with homicide despite her still not having been found. That's weird. Um, And if you follow any kind of crime, you know that that's really hard. And the reason they said this is because since nobody had heard anything from her, it was presumable that she would have been dead since they had him in custody. They had materials that she was wearing when she went missing. So they just, like, they assumed she was. So now, almost a year after she went missing... 10 months exactly to the day so not only did he get charged with homicide six months to the day 10 months to the day april 21st 2021 fbi state police and local police 
announced that they had found remains in human remains in Lancaster County. The next day, they confirmed that it was Linda's remains and that this was, in fact, the second place that she had been. So she had been moved. I want to know how they knew that. You'll find out. Okay, 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 okay. According to officials, she was first buried in the area that Justo had been spotted looking in the mirror in the windows where her bronze stockings were, and that she had been moved to the grave that was actually near where Justo worked. So when police went over to follow him from work, like they were right by her body. Oh, man. And when they found the stockings, they were right where oh, she used to be. Oh, man. Now, the place where she, the stockings were, like I said, were very, very close to her house. And police were able to find her body thanks to them agreeing to a plea deal with Justo. Um, because that was how he agreed, I guess, to lead them directly to her body. So, if he got a plea deal, that he would move to the body. Oh, now, the plea deal basically was death penalty. We won't give you the death penalty if you tell us where her body is. So, he was able to move, tell her, tell them where her body was. And he said that he had moved her once he found out how close he had buried her to her house. Because he just felt like it was too close and people would be looking too close to where she lived. So he moved her body. But he picked her up when she was walking. Obvi- I know. Obviously, she was Obvi- close obviously. to home. I don't even. I don't even know. Um, after the autopsy report, they were able to determine that Justo had strangled her to the point that she was barely breathing, and that he had most likely thought that she was dead. Like, you know how, like, you can strangle... It says a lot to strangle make somebody. Out. Yeah, like, you can make them pass out, but it's a lot to actually strangle, strangle them. Take several minutes. Yeah, so, once he had did that, and, like, I get on... They don't know, again, I don't know. I haven't been able to see anything, but that looks like they weren't able... Or he didn't know if she was dead or not, but he did stab her in the neck. And they know that she was still alive when this happened because there was blood in her esophagus like indicating that she was still alive she was breathing took a breath they were also able to confirm that it was his dna on her bra and stockings and again i don't know that she was like sexually assaulted or anything i don't know what kind of dna it is i am just assuming what kind of dna it is it could have been been anything so i i don't know um, I never saw any of that released. I don't really think that's important to the story. I'm just saying I don't know. Um, but she was found wrapped in plastic and duct tape. And she had her hands and feet bound together with like laces, like shoelaces. Her apron of her dress uh, uh, that she had, like apron sash kind of thing that she had, was pulled up over her face and it was duct taped to her head. So it was like covering her face. Now, Justo ended up pleading guilty to third degree murder, kidnapping, abuse of a corpse, tampering with evidence, and possession of an instrument of crime. He was actually sentenced to 35 and a half to 71 years in prison for her murder. And because of his plea deal, that's why he missed out on the death penalty. 
Now, though, because of his previous convictions and for violating his parole, he will have to serve another 17 years on top of that for that parole violation. During the sentencing, though, he expressed remorse, in my opinion, a very real weird way. He was calling Linda a light that he put out and that he was sorry that he did this to the family and that um, they, he hopes that they forgive him and that he really didn't mean to do it. And just like all kinds of just gross stuff. And like, I guess this is, I don't want to call this a fun fact, but fun fact, he acted the same exact way when the robbery of the BB with a BB gun with his brother happened at the trial for that he was at the very like same like acting remorseful and like I think that's gross I don't think it's genuine psychopath yeah I don't think it's genuine at all he's just trying to he got caught yeah and now he's typical oh I got caught feel bad for me because I didn't mean to do it this is what they want me to Mm -hmm. say and maybe they'll go easy on me yeah yeah I don't like it now his defense team claimed that this happened due to a series of bad things that happened to him in like a short period of time his sister died in jail a few few weeks before he was released um and then he was evicted from his house like the week before this happened and apparently he had really severe depression and a horrible drinking problem that caused him to black out and the night but Okay, I say that, and I'm let me sidebar to that and say, this sucks for anybody. If anybody else was happening, this is a mental health crisis. Yes. And this is a situation where people need help, and we need to have better things around, and we need to... We need as a society to be like, this is a mental health crisis. These people need help instead of saying... Like pull up your big girl panties or pull up pull up your big boy pants. Like that's that's not acceptable. We don't need the stigma of like oh you're suffering you need to suffer in silence. That's not okay. But like this is also not an excuse. Yeah, like a, a lot, lot of people a lot of, feel a lot of people are in this situation a lot of and bad don't kill. Stuff has happened to me, but I've never once woke up and like well today I'm gonna go find me a girl. Yeah, I'm gonna or stalk like five other girls yeah. until you find the it right multiple one. Days. Yeah, that's gross. That is that is it gross. It felt like he was also targeting the Amish community yes. because he knew. Yes, they don't have cell phones. Yes, no, but he probably didn't think he probably thought would. they were like very susceptible and yeah, vulnerable. They would call the police. Yeah. So I think it's gross. Very, very gross. Now, the night before this happened, he went to the Dollar General and purchased, uh, like, two things of rubber gloves. And the morning of the murder, he purchased more gloves, a pack of shoelaces, and a pack of boot laces. Paper trail. Right there. And those are the laces, they assume, they all presume that the laces... That were used to tie her hands and feet were the ones that he purchased. Like that, just that's all that makes it adds on to their premeditation. And my last bit of, I guess, fact about this is that during the course of this investigation, they find out that he is actually through adoption. He is actually her third cousin. Wait, what? 
Yeah, so because he was adopted from adoption, yeah, not blood, from adoption, he actually ended up being her third cousin. That's messed up. That is incredibly messed up. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Poor, poor Amish girl that was just minding her business. Mm-hmm. So the family ended up never attending any of the trial. That doesn't surprise um, me. And the, their, like, person that spoke for them said it wasn't because, like, of anything, it was just too hard for them. Like, yeah. they just didn't want to relive all of that because they were just focused on moving It's a forward. lot of reliving, and that's very out of the norm of their lifestyle. Like, being mm-hmm. in a courtroom. Well, also, and... like, I mean, you also have to think about it. Like, at trials like these, they show you photos of yeah. the people and lots of stuff, and a lot of parents don't want to see that. No. And I don't blame them. I could, I, I couldn't, probably couldn't do no. it either. And hear things. Mm-mm. And, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm, absolutely not. So, I understand that aspect of it, but, yeah, so currently he's just serving, essentially, life. I think they said with everything added up, it's, like, 88 years. So, he's never getting out anyway, but. It sucks. It totally sucks. But also, he put himself in that situation. He did. He robbed a place with a BB gun. He robbed a place with a BB gun, put himself in prison, was out for, like, a year and a half, and, and then say? went back. What do they say? It's like a statistics. I don't know, but it's like 75% of people that go to prison once n- normally well, end up going and, back. And we have to be, and we have to be cognizant of that. That is our fault. That is the, that is yeah. because of how we treat people who go to prison. Yeah. That is, be, that's how we've created the prison system to be. That is because, you know, yeah. we don't, we, we give, we make people felons and then we make life intentionally harder for them it's when they leave. It's hard for you to get a job, it's hard for you to rent, forget buying a house. Yeah. Like we make the process of exiting prison and into the real world incredibly hard and we give people all of these rules and we go from rules, 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 rule, rules, rules, and then, oh, you have free reign. And a lot of people are just like, I'm just trying to get my life together, mm-hmm. but I can't do anything because I'm a felon and I can't vote and I can't understandably have a weapon, but I can't even get a job at most places because I have a felony. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people change their lives and we have to give people benefit of the doubt and we have to give, in my opinion, we have to give people the support that they need when they exit. Oh, I felt that. I have a lot of... I personally have a lot of friends that have done a lot of time in prison. And now, looking at them, you would never, ever in your life think they had ever done anything wrong. Because they're just model citizens. Yeah, but because the, they, t- they were like, I don't ever. Yeah. I don't ever want to go back to prison. And it's all about that you also have to see, too, that they... And I'm not saying that you don't, but you also have to see, too, that they had the correct level of support in yep, their lives to support that and to help them 100%. through under, people that understood and people that are like, okay, you don't want this. I don't want this for you again. Yep. How are we going to get through this? And a lot of people don't have that. No. And they end up making really that's poor decisions. I do do that for people because yeah. I, I don't care that you've been to prison. I don't care if you've been to jail. I don't care what you Let's work on You're now. here now. Let's work on now. Let's make, what do you need from me? Yeah. What can I do? What can we do now? Help? I yeah. will not judge you. I will not say, I will never judge somebody. No. Because very easily that could have been me. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think this is a, this is a good, not even a good, a great example of a case where early intervention could have mm-hmm. saved this girl's life. Because life does suck. And he probably, like... Life does suck. Getting, I mean... Do you feel like he did this because he did want to just go back to prison for the rest of his life? No. no. 
I honestly think he... I, like snap. I mean, I think it was. I mean, it, they did say that be, like when he drank, he blacked out. And I honestly think he probably was drinking and driving down the street. And he was just completely blacked out. And he just snapped. Just went homicidal. And did, did something. Like he just took his rage out on this person, this girl. Yeah. I think that has a... It's a great... Op, like a great reason. I don't know that that is the reason. But... It very well could have been. Yeah. It's very sad. Sad all around. But that's all I got for you today. Um, We're going to go eat red beans and rice. But before we go, we're going to do our affirmations. But I also want to end, since this was a little sad, with a really... um, I'm going to give two fun facts. I'm going to give two fun facts that I learned today. Okay? Okay. One, if every time that you shuffle a deck of cards like a 52 card mm-hmm. deck of cards that is the first time that, that 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 a deck of cards has been in that order every single time i believe it there's so many different there's variations. so many different and and if you if you have every single person on the planet and all of like the galaxies that are known i think it's all the galaxies in our solar system or something and their moons, every planet and their moons, if they all had people living on them. And since the Big Bang until now, people were shuffling cards constantly. Only now would they start to duplicate mm-hmm. the orders because there's that many yeah. combinations. So yeah. every time you shuffle a card, you are the first person to do it. So if, you know. Be happy about that. So shuffle yeah. a deck of cards and be like, I'm the first person who did that. And That's so random. <laughs> I know. It's a random one. Second one. Oh it's animal themed. Okay. 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 How, and you, I'm, I'm going to ask this question and I didn't know it, but I'm going to ask it and Bethany probably knew it, but she always knows these things when I ask them. How many knees do elephants have? This is a trick question. Yes and no. Four. They only have two. So their back legs are, they have knees. But their front two legs are actually arms and their elbows. That's stupid. (laughs) So technically, elephants are walking on their hands and their hind legs. I mean, yeah. So technically... If you believe in evolution, you would think that eventually elephants are going to be upright. Walk right. But they've been around for... But hey, it took us. So it took us thousands long. of years to walk. But there were also woolly mammoths, mm-hmm. so... But it took us all years, years and years and years and years and years to walk on our two True. feet. And we're not even technically supposed to. That's why so many of us have back problems. Because yeah. our spines aren't supposed to be upright. They're, They're supposed to be... Uh, all of them are curved. So... You know, technically, you might have some walking on two feet elephants one day in the future, but I just thought Maybe. I'd let you leave there. Is this our new thing? We end with fun facts. Maybe. I just learned those today, and I thought they were really cool, so I thought I'd share. But okay. other than that, drink your water, take your meds. I took mine today. Um, I'm on a new ADHD medication, and it's it's working. I think I'm going to need to go up a dose, but it's working. And... Um, take a shower, 
and it sounds like a candy jar when Zach takes his because he shakes his I know, I, pill organizer. Oh, between my vitamins and my pills, whoo! I gotta like take them. I I bought a really cute pill organizer, but I think I'm gonna need to step it up to those like ones that has like morning, afternoon, and night. That's what Zach has. Um, because that's where we're at right now. Yeah, we're at Zach morning, has. afternoon, and night, and I feel like an 80 year old woman. Yeah. But I I'm also the person that I recently found out that you're not supposed to take all your vitamins at one time. Because, like, your body doesn't absorb so much. They're like, you need to take your calcium at night and your one a day during the day. I and your other. Know that. Yeah. So I, I had to spread mine out. So. I take vitamin D in the morning. That's good. I take a lot of vitamin D. I have to take a prescription of the vitamin D. You can do it. So. I do it for my hormones. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go eat red beans and rice. I'm going to upload this episode really quick so we can get it up there. I'm not going to include any of my sources because I don't have time right now. <laughs> um, but I'll get around to it. So that is all. And I'll, you know what? I'll even throw up as soon as I do this. I'll make a really quick like a uh, Instagram thing. Post. So if you see that, then you know I'm on top of my stuff. So, um, okay. That's all I got. You got anything else? That's it. Okay. Bye. Bye.